Chiefs, I mean God is good. And all the time. You may be seated. And I uh, asked the Lord if I could do that and get away with that without being struck. And so be it. Thank the Lord for you being here today. We're still in that perilous pandemic type season, but thank the Lord we are able to be able to be out. And we're glad to see the bicycles come into the church. And uh, it's got a basket on it. Uh, you've got room for one more purse. Maybe Joe's Biffle does uh, work in that. All right, Brother Harold, come ahead and take care. Praise the Lord. Well, we know the pastor doesn't wash the chiefs all the time. Cause they're not good all the time. <laughs> well, good morning. Welcome to Sunday service. Just going to make a couple quick announcements this morning. Um, remember, ladies' uh, meeting is that the fifth. You don't remember, do you? I think it's February 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Is it February 5th? Okay, so February 5th, and then uh, men's meeting will be, you know the date on it, Ever Is that the, I should have had that. I think it's the 19th. So let's go with that, and Ever to correct us in a minute. <laughs> so the 19th coming up. Both of those will be 5 o'clock here at the church. And, um, if you see in your bulletin, if you look down there, January 27th is a special day for somebody here in the church anyway. It says it's Pastor Winchester's birthday. So remember that as it's coming up this month, and uh, we can wish him a happy birthday. We'll probably do that here in a, in a few Sundays. But um, Does anybody have anything they need to announce? Remember the food pantry? Um, continue to bring items for that. Nothing else? All right. Let's all stand. Get ready to begin service this morning. We can take prayer requests. Um, still have a number of people missing. Of course, we got some traveling. We want to remember them. Safe travels. And then uh, a lot of sickness going around. Anybody want to mention anything? Right, let's remember uh, Judy and then Molly. Remember Molly's grandson? Oh, your sister's grandson? Okay. Is there another one? Yeah, April? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's remember. Let's remember Hope. Okay. All right, unspoken requests, you can raise your hand. God knows each heart. Let's pray. God, we come to you at this time, Lord. Thanking you, God, for the opportunity to be here this morning, God, to gather together. Lord, we know that you know each heart, God, each need, each individual. God, we just pray that you would be with them. Just talking to them, God, with them, Lord, in their medical situations, God.
ushers come up to receive a fourth Sunday offering this morning. We have bus ministry offering, so if you need it to go for something else, mark it on the envelope or uh, on the check, and it will go. Let's pray again. God, we uh, come to you again, Lord. Just thank you for you for this time, for this opportunity to give to you, God. We just pray that you will bless it, bless those that have to give, those that don't, God, and that it will be used for your work in your name. Amen.
invite the Holy Spirit to have his way in every inch of this sanctuary as we sing this song and in every heart and every soul that is here that the Holy Spirit will have his way because that is what we need. We need his spirit. We don't need a lot of programs. We don't need a bunch of stuff. We need his spirit to fall and move in each one of us. So as we sing again, if you will just do that, those that are able and Let's just invite the Spirit to have His way in all of us and in every part of this church.
think or imagine, God. And I thank you for that now, Lord, in your precious and holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
the presentation that I have, and I definitely feel the Lord designed it, understanding the spiritual mode that this church is in this moment of time. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Exodus chapter 14, verses 13, 14, 15. Most of my verses are in the King James Version. And Moses said unto the people, Fear you not. And I hope you can hear Moses through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit speak today. And Moses said unto the people, Fear you not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. They got drowned, if you remember. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. And so God's word comes by hundreds and thousands of years ago by an incident that happened to the children of Israel as they escaped the bondage and the circumstances of being in the Egyptian bondage by allowing them to escape and calling unto Moses and communicating with him to tell the children of Israel, whatever the circumstances are, children of God, be still and know that I am God, and I will deliver you. Trusting he is in charge. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee, because he trusteth in thee. I'm going to read that verse again, and I'm going to put you and I into that verse. The Lord will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on the Lord, because I trust in the Lord. The Scripture says, when I trust in the Lord... I will do it forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. What to do when we don't know what to do? We go to the one who knows what is to be done. We trust in him because he is in charge. 
One of my favorite little communicative words that I would have with, with my children when they were small and they liked to know who was in charge. They liked the fact that there was something that is superior that knows a little bit more than everybody else. And I can hear my boys many times as they were at home at that particular time, and if the oldest boy was going to be there, he was in charge. And I remember my youngest boy, sometimes he didn't like to find that his older brothers would be in charge. And I can still hear him in my mind's ears. Daddy, who is in charge? Today, we have one that is in charge. And the Bible says concerning him that is in charge, that he will keep him in perfect peace when we are paying attention to him and our mind is stated upon him because he believes in you, because he trusts you. And Isaiah the prophet concluded this text of scripture that I, I am sharing with you today when he said, Trust you in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. What to do when we don't know what to do, we go to the one that knows what to do. And of the things that we are involved in our mindset, that we go from one plateau to another. We go from the fact that we believe and keeping our mind upon Him. We evolve to trusting in Him. I do not like the next one. Sometimes you don't either, I'm sure. And that is to wait. My second son, my wife and I, our second son, Michael, who lives in Springfield, uh, Missouri. Hello, Mike. He said, Dad, every time I call you, you are in the car in a Walmart parking lot waiting on Mom. The fact is, it seems like it does work that way. He says, do you get tired of waiting? I said, Michael, I'm waiting for your mother. Well, he says, don't you get tired of just waiting? I said, Michael, I'm waiting on your mother. And he began to understand that he wasn't going to get a different answer from me and bribe me somewhere along the line. But on the other side, flip side of the coin, the waiting pays off because here comes a woman out of that store 
And I start the car up, and I get the window just right, and the, the parking spot adjusted so that she doesn't have to walk very far. And the waiting pays off. And she tells me how much money she saved. Never tells me how much she spent. But waiting on the Lord. I said, wait. Oh, wait a minute. Did I say wait? The psalmist David paraphrased it in a beautiful way. Chapter 27, verse 14. He said, if you go to Walmart, get in a parking lot and wait on the Lord. Well, close to it. Psalms chapter 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I have learned over the years that waiting can be a good thing. I've learned that I can catch up on my sleep, and I do. I've learned if the weather is very cold, that I use those stoves that my wife has all over the car. And I've learned that waiting can be a good thing and a rewarding thing. This sermon is not about waiting in the car at Walmart, however. This sermon is about waiting on the Lord, being of good cheer. This sermon is about what you do when you don't know what to do. You know the one who knows what to do. And he said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. What is going to be the result of that? The Lord is going to answer. Sure, right in the next minute you're going to get a phone call. This is what you do, son. This is what you do, daughter. No, not always. Sometimes we have to wait until the next time we go to the Walmart parking lot. Sometimes we have to wait even longer than that. The thing is, the Lord will never forsake us. He will deliver. In Psalms, Psalms chapter 46, the verse, part of that verse is, Be still and know that I am on the way, that I have the answer. Romans 8 and 27, a beautiful verse that Paul wrote to the church at Rome, says this is what the Lord is able to do. We can't do it. We can get frustrated uh, because we don't know or understand the timetable or don't know why something is happening. But the Lord, He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, I, I've got to share something with you here that's very important. When we worship the Lord, and our mind is stayed upon the Lord, I can assure you that there is going to be an accessory moment of time I don't know how long, I don't know how short, but when you get connected with the Lord, 
in your thoughts and in your prayers, you can just count on the fact that the Lord has begun to give you a solution to the problem. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. See, you can't go there. You can only be taken there. And to experience that relationship and the rewards of that relationship. Listen to the verse. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. I can't say that I understand how all of this occurs. But I do know that when you get in that deep prayer, that sincere prayer, that prayer that you do not care who's listening, what's being said, what time of day it is, that there is a mode, my word, there is a place that you can go to in the Lord that you just are not in charge anymore. You have gave yourself to the Lord. And this is part of the closet, closet prayer that Jesus has described. I love the three verses that Romans chapter 8 from the Message Bible gives concerning this particular thought. Listen to this. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, have you ever been there? God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. Listen to me, folks. This is so important. This is so essential to our fulfillment in the Lord and knowing the one who knows what to do when we do not know what to do. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying does our praying in and for us. Yes, sometimes we just may not have the words. We may not know what to say. I often find myself in this situation where I am praying for something or praying for someone, and I really do not know how to approach the Lord about them. But it's just so when you're so sincere and when you're so determined to talk and consult with the Lord Jesus Christ, it just doesn't matter, as the Message Bible says. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs. We don't know what to say. Oh, God. Help me, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to say. Well, I, I can't put words in your mouth and I can't use words that I'm not responsible for if I'm not praying that particular way. However, he does our praying in and for us. Making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. Listen, he knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition, and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be sure 
that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. What to do when you don't know what to do. We can get in trouble if we try to figure it out ourselves. This is a true story I'm about to tell you. It occurred back in the 1950s. It's verified in different places in history. As a matter of fact, it's not the only type of story that's happened along this line, but uh, that, that I don't have those stories with me to present to you. But this is a true story of a 33-year-old truck driver by the name of Larry Walters. He was sitting at his house, as he did most every day, after a day of driving the truck. He was sitting in his backyard in a lawn chair. And he was thinking about how wonderful it would be to be able to fly. He would just love to fly, but he never had the time, the money, or the opportunity to go and train as a pilot. But he did something. He took matters into his own hands with that bit of frustration. He went and bought at a surplus store helium weather balloons. And he bought a helium uh, apparatus to fill them, and he tied them to his lawn chair, and of course tied the lawn chair uh, and grounded it, and he filled them. And so he got to the place that he thought he had calculated in a, in a, such a way that he was ready to cut the balloons uh, uh, from the, and the chair from the grounding spot that he had put there to hold that chair down. So he went inside. He was going to enjoy the moment. He made himself some peanut butter sandwiches and just tied the sack of two of them to his leg. He got his rifle or BB gun and he got a seat belt that fixed to the lawn chair and he got a mask and different things to be ready for the the liftoff that he was in charge. And sure enough, he began to cut the strings loose of that was holding the chair. And when he got to the last string that was to be cut, that chair lifted off. And instead of going as he thought, but around a couple hundred feet above his community that he lived in, of course, the BB gun, the rifle that he had, that he was going to shoot those balloons one at a time to bring himself back down for a safe landing. But something went wrong. That lawn chair, it shot 11,000 feet up into the air. As a matter of fact, this happened in the area of Los Angeles. And he got into the path. He went so high that he got into the path of the United Airlines uh, landing area, the air area. And the pilot, it is said that he had got on the radio and said, uh, called the LAX, and he said, there's something going on out here. And he said, there's a man in a lawn chair with a rifle. 
And so it was a true story. This has happened in other incidents, by the way. The last one that I know of was a Catholic priest down in Guatemala who, well, he, he did something wrong. He never came back. But anyway, the fact is Larry Walters, he thought he was going to handle it himself. He forgot that there is a God in control. There's one that we need to go to. And as he shot up into the clouds, I, I, in some ways I can picture him, and in another way I try to keep my sanity about me and not picture a person like that or a situation like that. But I can imagine the pilot looking out his window as he's preparing his plane on the flight pattern to come into the LAX airport saying, there is a man sitting in a lawn chair with a rifle here. And what happened? Well, the long story short was the fact that helicopters came and they forced him down into the runway uh, or to a part of the airport where it was relatively safe, if any of that could be considered safe. And as he was pushed down by the air from the propellers of the helicopters, there, of course, a, a great media crowd uh, came upon the scene. And, and, uh, and he was eventually arrested, of course, and uh, no telling how much he had to pay. No telling how much he may he didn't have to pay. I don't know. But they wanted to know why he had done it. And his answer was very sincere. His answer was, I just couldn't sit around and let things go on as they were. I had to do something about it. And so the story, it's a true story. Uh, it's backed up by many accounts uh, on different types of media outlets. And as this particular story is true to us in other ways, sometimes we try to figure things out ourselves, but we need God's help. So I'm saying to us, what do you do? when you don't know what to do. I love Solomon's answer, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 to 6. Here's his great suggestion. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them up on the tables of thine heart. And thou shalt find good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. This morning as we have worshipped the Lord and so many have been blessed by the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in our singing and our praying, let us realize that God is in charge. 
Let us realize it's not mysterious that we need to wait, we need to trust, we need to depend and realize at all times that what we need to do when we don't know what to do is to turn to the one who knows what to do. Let us stand this morning as we worship the Lord. At the close of this service, we come today realizing that as his spirit has graced us here this morning, his spirit is there to walk with us each day of the week and each week of the month and each month of the year, all the days of our life. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let us all pray together. This will be our closing prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor your presence here today. We give you great glory and we give you great honor and praise for all that you have done. Oh God, today we give you the souls of all of our precious people that are here. Oh Lord, we give you ourselves. We must not try to take matters into our own hands, but Lord, we turn to you today. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. And Lord, we give you the knowledge that we do not have knowledge beyond that of God. And we want you to have your way in each and everyone's life. Direct our feet. Lord, guide us in the pathway. For thy name's sake we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord. Thank <laughs> you.